Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Someone a hug, or just a hello or a high five, whatever you feel like, just warming you up. Thank you, band. You did sensational this morning. You can take a seat, have a rest. Very good. Well, good morning. Welcome to that, the beautiful family that walked in late. So, uh, so lovely to have you here at C3 Noosa. Why don't we give those guys a warm welcome again? I'm excited. Pretty much nearly every chair's full today once the kiddies went out. So wonderful. Well, I get the privilege of uh, sharing with you this morning. Um, my message is around worship and the presence of God. And that is, that is part of who we are as a C3 church and our churches worldwide, that we believe in worship, not only creating a place on a Sunday for worship, but worship to ooze through every part of your life throughout the week in your personal world and to be able to press into the presence of God, not only here on a Sunday, but that is a part of your day-to-day life, that the presence of God surrounds you every day with what you're walking through. Amen. So I'm excited to preach this word this morning. I want to encourage you, get out your phones, not to look at Instagram, but to take notes, uh, get out a pen and paper, and whatever speaks to you, write that down. Write that down, take it away, meditate on it, because if you're like me, you hear things and you remember a quarter of what you heard. Uh, That's usually what I retain, but I'm always listening. I'm such a visual person. Who else is a visual? Who's who's a visual person? A visual learner? Yeah, amen, God bless you, I feel you. Who's like a, you know, like when they, you know, read things and take it all in, what's that called? A something learner. One of those learners. Who's one of those? (laughs) One person. Anyway, it's very good. Actually, I remember when my kids, well, my kids are still growing up, but um, I think Noah was a baby and we got given these books and it talked about the right side of the brain and the left side of the brain. So, you know, the creative side and the not so creative side. It was very interesting. Anyway, it helped me with my kids. And, you know, we're all so wired differently. Um, And be okay with that. You know what? Don't compare yourself with someone else. Be okay with the way you are and the way God created you to be. You know, some of us, uh, you know, A-grade a students, some of us get honours in everything we do, and that's, that's awesome. But some of you have just passed through school just with the, you know, the grit of your teeth. Some of you are more creative and sporty and, you know, eccentric. That's okay, but that's the beauty of humanity and the beauty of the body of Christ. We all have something to give. Anyway, I'm going to get into the word. Psalm 95, um, 1 to 6, it says, Come, let us sing for the joy of the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods, and in his hand, in In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks below to him. I tell you what, I saw mountains in New Zealand that had peaks. Oh my goodness. And they are small compared to God. I tell you what. The sea in his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Oh my gosh, I love that scripture. Come, let us kneel down before God. Let us worship. 
Let us give every part of your being because he is worthy to be praised. You know what's one of my things that I uh, often pray when I just go for my walk and I spend that time with him, I just get away with him, get a clear head so I can juggle the busyness of life. And it's one thing I often say because sometimes I don't necessarily know what to pray, but I always say, God, I always start off with God, I love you. God, you're worthy to be praised. I worship you. I magnify you. I give all of my being. And as I do, it unlocks something in my spirit because it's taking away everything of myself and what I'm focusing on and saying, God, I give you my all. I give you my being. You know, as I said, part of our culture as a C3 church is that we, we, we want to create a place of worship every Sunday, but also in our own personal lives. Now, a little bit of my story. I grew up, uh, as I said, it was called a boring church, but God bless that church and those pastors, but it was dry. I grew up in a Baptist church. God bless the Baptists. They are awesome. But uh, worship was different back then. We had black hymn books. There was a lady on an organ, and I think there was another person sometimes on a cello. You know, that was great, but it was dry. It wasn't engaging. It was a, an effort to get me to go to church back when I was a young kid. Then I remember growing up into my teen years, and my parents brought us into um, another sort of Baptist church, where, and the worship was different. It was a bit more expressive. There was even a band on the stage, and that was really foreign to me. I'm like, this is a bit odd. But I was, you know, attracted to it. Anyway, then later on in my late teens, we walked into a C3 church in Sydney where we're from and it was a whole nother level. There was thousands and thousands of people. But I felt something that I had never felt before. It was the presence of God. It was, it was tangible. It was real. The worship in that place was magnificent. And in that moment, I went on a journey, not only learning how to worship Him, and having him center of my world and worship him on a Sunday, but learning how to uh, incorporate worship in my world every day, e seven days a week. And uh, I want to look at here, what is worship? How do we define worship? And worship is all about responding to who God is and what he's done. It's about being so into God that you want to shout him from the rooftops. You know when you, okay, I go back when I first met my husband and we were dating and I fell in love and my son's sitting over there. I was so into him. I wanted to tell everybody I've met this really hot guy with like hair to here. It was curly. It's okay, no, he can have long hair. And uh, I was so into him and I wanted to tell everybody about it. <laughs> You grow. <laughs> you learn to put up with each other. I love you, babe. <laughs> Come on. I'm being real. I love my husband. 20 years. Come on. 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. Three kids later, we're still going strong. But I tell you what, could not have done it without God in our lives. True. I seriously think, how do people, how do people do it? How do people stick together without Christ in their lives? They do it. But I tell you what, it's so much better. It is so much better having God because you're not being selfish. Anyway, get back to my message. So into God that we can't help responding out loud or with our actions. Worship God is just about focusing on Him and Him alone. 
And it's getting into those quiet places. It's removing all our distractions and putting our attention totally on Him and pouring out our love and affection towards Him. That's what worship is. That is what God's heart for us uh, towards Him, He wants to see. It's authentic and genuine. Come as you are. Don't put on a face because God knows us. He knows every thought in our head before we even think it. He knows I say, something I actually say to my kids, I say, you know, God knows every little thing, especially with our youngest, I talk about telling fibs. And I say, you know what, you're going to get in less trouble by telling the truth than actually making up a fib. And you know what, God knows every little thing that we think. It's like a little bit of a scare factor, you know. <laughs> but authentic and genuine. You know, I want to encourage you today to get into that place where you're so in tune with God. You're so in tune with God that when He shows up in the small and the large things, that you know what He's saying. You're so in tune that you're walking with the Holy Spirit and you can hear that audible voice to go, uh-uh, question mark. Just maybe sit and wait. Sit and wait. Don't rush. Don't act on that. That you can worship Him and say, thank you, God. I worship you no matter what. No matter what. There's no, there's no, um, what am I trying to say? Yeah, I've just totally lost my thought. It was good. There's no, in God, there's, there's no sort of boundaries. Limitations. Thank you, Justin. That was the word. There's no limitations in God. And it's about who he is, what he does, our response to those things not what we can bring or offer or what is right, but it's just worshipping Him and Him alone. You know, I don't want to ask you this question today. Do you see God in your standing and your sitting, in your coming and your going, in your silent place, in your busy place, in your words? Do you see God? And in Acts 17, 28, it says, In Him we live and move and have our being. And a result of truthful worship is experiencing God and He is always there. That's why I asked you that question. It is for us to open our hearts and our mind and accept His presence. Is He there? Is He there in your coming and your going, in your standing and your sitting, in your quiet place, in your busy place? Is He there? Let me read this, Psalm 100, 1 to 5. It says, Shout with joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is good. He made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep in His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Come on, give thanks to Him and praise His name for the Lord is good. He is good. His unfailing love continues forever. Hear that? Unfailing. His love never fails. He loves you unconditionally with no conditions. His unfailing love continues forever, ever, and His faithfulness continues from generation to generation to generation. You know uh, the beautiful Darlene Check. Who knows Darlene Check? Some of you might know, but she is a woman who... Um, 
who uh, wrote and sang this song many years ago called Shout to the Lord that actually went worldwide. And I believe that word was like a prophetic word of worship to humanity. Shout to the Lord. Come on, I'm actually going to sing it. And if you know it, I want you to sing it with me. Come on. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing. Come on. Power and majesty, praise to your King. Come on. Mountains bow down and the seas will roar. Come on. At the sound of your name. And it goes on. I love that song. Come on. How are you going? Shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing. Power and majesty, praise to the King. Nothing compares to the promise I have in you. That's a prophetic word for someone here today. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing. No matter what you're walking through, worship Him in majesty and splendor because He is worthy to be praised. Amen. If someone agrees, why don't we give him a shout this morning? Come on. So good. First thing I want to look at is worship in church. Worship in a congregation in a setting like this. You know what? Now, I don't want you to do this, but it's just a good food for thought. Is that have you ever watched how people worship? We all worship and express ourselves so differently, right? Some of us lift our hands. Some of us stand there with our hands in our pockets, and that's okay. Some of us sing really loud, even if we sing a little bit off key, but that's okay as well. (laughs) You know, some of us close our eyes, but there's no right or wrong. There's no right or wrong way to worship and surrender and give glory to Him in a setting like this. You know, we all have our own way of expressing ourselves. And I want to be honest today. You know, there's some people who don't really like worship as a part of church because they don't like to sing. That's okay, but I'll be praying for you because you're missing out. You know, there's some people, they'll walk out of church and say, well, I didn't really like those songs. Yeah, the band didn't really do it for me. It was a little bit off. I was a bit put off, just not really into it. Come on, we've all thought it. Come on, we've all thought it. I didn't feel it today. No, not here. In your other church or in your past life, no. Oh, I'm not really into the band, not really into that singer. Oh, look what they're wearing. Oh, you know, we're human, okay. Or it was too loud. I remember many years ago, church had finished. I went up the back and there was an an older gentleman sitting up the back. And I just went down and said, hi, how you doing? And I knew just the look on his face. It wasn't going to be a great conversation. I was trying to be friendly and warm, as you do. And he said, I'm fine, thank you. And he says, the music's too loud. I said, okay. I said, oh, why is that? He says, just too loud. That's why I sit up the back. I said, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I said, look, you know what? We do our best. I said, the acoustics of this hall, it's a massive hall. Uh, you know, if you sit in different areas of the hall, if you're up more up the front, it is louder. If you're over near the speakers, it's louder. But maybe find an area where it's not as loud. He said, well, that's why I sit up the back. I said, well, we're doing our best. He said, I don't think you are. I said, well, okay. Well, God bless you. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I went on my way. That was that. People. People are people. But that's not what it's about, church. Worship isn't about me, isn't about you isn't actually about the band, 
isn't about the singers, isn't about the song. It's about carving time in your day and our busy lives to respond to him. That's what worship is. Into a deep and inner spiritual spirit response to connect with your father in heaven. And you know what? I want to be honest that some days you'll walk in into this place and you won't you won't be feeling great, you're not sure of things, you're walking through stuff, you've got some questions. But that is okay. It is okay because it's not always good, is it? Sometimes it's not always good. But I want to encourage you, don't walk into this place with arms folded, slumped down on your chair with a grumpy face. Make a decision. I throw it off. I'm going to walk into the, this place with open arms and I'm going to worship him no matter what. I'm going to open my heart, open my spirit because the presence of God in this place can change you in a moment, can touch you and can turn things around. You know, I remember when my kids at all different seasons were toddlers and babies and back in our church in Sydney, um, you know, massive church and the older ones uh, would go off to kids' church and we had a parents' room. And obviously, you know, stages, you're breastfeeding and your toddler's running around and it's just the season, the seasons of life. And so I would go into the parents' room, usually during the message, but for me, it was like if I can just get worship, if I can just get that first part of the service just so I can connect with him, I'm good. I can get through the week. You know, I hear, I've heard over the years so many young mums say it's just too hard. It's too hard. You know, it's their sleep time and, and uh, you know, I'm running around after them. I get that. I've been there. But I tell you what, just coming, just getting, the, getting here with your kids no matter what, even if you get five minutes, it's being in the presence of God will fuel you for the week, will encourage you in the season you're in to get through. Amen. Because, you know, oh, life's a bit busy and when it gets less busy, you know, I'll be able to prioritize, you know, going to connect group or being in church more regularly. Reality is, church, life is always busy and there's always things on. But open your heart. Come expectant and watch what he will do. Amen. You know, sometimes you might come into this place and you might be singing, you see the words on the screen and you're like, I just don't connect. I just don't feel it. I, I, I'm just not sure about that. I want to encourage you. Take that to a place and at a place of prayer and say, God, speak to me. Show me. I don't understand that. And I know he will. I know that he will. Amen. It can be just entering into his presence and giving him what you have come as you are. Psalm 100. Verse 4, which I read before, enter his gates with thanksgiving, walk into this place with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise and give thanks to him and praise his name. Amen. Come on, praise his name. You know what, church? There is many a Sundays when my kids fight before we come to church. We have moments in the car because we're human. And what I have to do is I have to shake it off i got to shake it off and say, come on, we need church, kids. We need to walk into this place and get filled up again and, and, and so we can get through the week. Come on, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Psalm, uh, Psalm 16, verse 11. I better whiz through this message. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness 
of joy at your right hand, our pleasures forever. I love that scripture says, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. I know every time I, I come into church or even just in my week, I create a space to say, God, let your presence be, be real to me today, no matter what I'm walking through. I always find if I'm down, if I'm going through something, it lifts my spirit. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. God doesn't change. He is a joyous God. He is he's a God that wants to inject you with life. He wants to inject you with hope. He is not boring. He is not depressed. He is not sour. And we shouldn't be either. Come on. We shouldn't be either. You know, I just want to uh, mention three distinctives of, of us as a C3 church and what we believe. And I want to encourage you to grasp a hold of today. And the first one is that our heart is to create a place every Sunday for the presence of God to dwell and to be here. That, you know what, we have structure, we have, you know, uh, we have order, but the presence of God, number one, we pray into this place every day. We transform this hall into a church. And that the presence of God is here so that every single person that walks into this building can feel the tangible presence of God. Isaiah 40, 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They should run and not grow weary. They should walk and not faint. And I believe that scripture is true to dwelling in the presence of God. When you are in the presence of God, you can take on the world. He wants to come on you to build you up in strength so that you can run when you are weary, that you can walk and not fall down and not faint. Amen. And the second one is we want to encourage and create a culture that you fall in love with the presence of God. And that is something that I have learned over the years as I have grown up in the house of God is that I've learned to fall in love with the presence of God because there is nothing else like it in the world that you yearn, that you hunger for the presence of God. And I want to put that challenge out, out to you today. Fall in love with the presence of God. Seek His face first. Seek His face first. And the third one is that we want to encourage every single person in our C3 churches and here in our C3 family that we are carriers of the presence of God, that we are carriers, that you carry God's presence in your everyday life. You know, I think about my home. I want my home to carry the presence of God. And like faith, faith leaks. Pastor Christian talks about this a lot. Faith leaks, right? So your car runs out of petrol. It will only go so far without petrol. So you've got to go to the petrol station and fill it up. Like faith leaks, the presence of God can leak in our lives. And it calls us to position ourselves to come into the house of God every week, to spend that time through your week to get the presence of God in your world day to day. Keep getting filled up, like in your homes. So there's times in our homes where, in, my, in our home, where, you know, the kids might be fighting, I might be a bit cranky, the atmosphere's totally changed in the home, right? Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Or is your home just always happy and joyful? Happy, happy joy, happy, happy joy, <laughs> come on. So in that moment, what I do, this is not a religious thing, but I tell you what, it changes the atmosphere. I remember one particular day I went, I've had enough, 
I'm not feeling great. The kids are having their moments. I'm have my cranky pants on. I went and put on some worship music, turned it up, cranked it up, filled the home. In a minute, the atmosphere changed in our home. The atmosphere shifted. Literally, my mindset shifted. My heart shifted. I went to a place of joy. Peace came in our home. I remember many, many years ago before we had kids, uh, when we were living in Sydney, my girlfriend and her husband came to visit. They just had their baby and we wanted to go out for a meal. So we, we got her sister to come and look after her daughter because uh, she lived in Sydney. Uh, we, we got out the door, went and had a meal. When we arrived back, uh, her boyfriend uh, arrived late. He came just to sit with her to look after the baby. As they were packing up to leave, he said, man, when I walked into your home, he said, I felt this vibe, this aura that I'd never felt before. Man, what is it in your home? And to me, it was like, well, we're nice people. It's a nice house. I don't know. And then it was like the Holy Spirit said, it's the presence of God in your home. And he's never felt anything like that before. He described it as a vibe, an energy. It was the presence of God. Let the presence of God dwell in your home, people. Pray in the presence of God. When it's leaking, pray it back in. You know what? When your kids are giving you a hard time, pray in the presence of God. When you're in a, in a moment, having a moment, pray in the presence of God. Switch on that music and it will shift the atmosphere in your home. Amen. Come on. We need to shift the atmosphere in our home. Just like a Sunday, we are atmos atmosphere uh, shifters. We can create the atmosphere in this place. This place every Sunday can be down, serious or so somber, or it can be up, be joyful, be light, be happy, be faith-filled, be inspiring for every single person to walk into this place and experience God. Amen. Come on. Worship brings connection to the Father. Worship brings, brings peace. Worship brings breakthrough. It brings sustainability that you can keep going, you can get through. Worship is warfare. I tell you what, warfare. I love that part of worship. Worship moves hearts and unlocks and worship reunites. I tell you what, there's times over the years when I have walked into church and we've had a moment, right? Husband and wife, we have moments. As I, oh, and you're in church, you're on the front row, singing the words, hallelujah. But something just shifts, being in that atmosphere, being in that presence. I forgive you. I'm sorry. I love you again. Something happens. It reunites. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. That's just an illustration. I'm just being real. I'm being transparent. The presence of God reunites worship reunites. Have worship music on your phones. Have worship music in your car. I tell you what, I very rarely listen to the radio. It's okay to listen to the radio. I'm good with that. It's fine. Mix it up. But I very rarely listen to the radio. I keep using stories of my own family, but I want to be real with you today. So the other day in the car, we're driving to school and Ella and Zaki are having a moment. Siblings always have moments. I had moments with my siblings. Anyway, having a moment and Noah was just Oh, I was over it. So what he did, he just cranked up the volume, blasted, I don't know, with some, some praise and worship song, but it just stopped everything. It shifted the atmosphere in our car. So 
So the last two minutes of the car trip to school, it was peaceful, it was joyful, and it reunited us as a family so the kids could go and have a good day because there's nothing worse. You know, parents, you know what I'm talking about. You get to school and the kids get out and you're like, and they're off, they walk into their classrooms and you feel so bad. You're like, oh, Lord, I had that great day, but that wasn't a great car trip. Atmosphere. Come on. Worship changes the atmosphere. It does. You're, some parents are looking at me like, what do you mean? I know you know what I mean. Come on. You know, I was thinking about pray, uh, listening to, to songs and what we sing and how it sticks in your head. I find that constantly I have worship songs and lyrics going through my head daily. And it's a place that I go because it's what you listen to. It's what you speak out comes about. I believe what you sing out creates the atmosphere. So what you listen to, so songs have such power, right? Our, my cousin growing up, he was a fanatic about Metallica and Led, Led Zeppelin. He loved, and that's okay if some of you were fans and they were your bands, yay. Wasn't my personal go-to. But when you li- read some of the lyrics of those songs, they're, they're very depressed. I feel depressed. And even some of the songs that I, I listen to, I feel depressed. I feel depressed. Songs take you to a place, right, that can affect your emotions for the good or the bad, right? And also, it can make you either feel uplifted or depressed. So what are you listening to? What are you feeding your minds with? I remember when I broke up with with a, a boyfriend when I was 16 and I remember going and putting on these songs. I can't even remember what those songs were, but putting on these songs and it made me feel more sad, made me feel more depressed. It didn't uplift me, it didn't help me get over it. But because of the emotion in the songs and the lyrics, I just went more down into a depressed state. And if I'd only known back then, youth, if I'd only known back then, put on a worship song that would help bring healing into my life Bring a little bit of joy back and say, you know what, you can get through this. Don't stay stuck in that depressed state. Songs and what we listen to affect our emotion, but either for the good or the bad. Fill your car, fill your home with good music, with worship music, with, with music that's going to bring um, and lift the spirits in your family, in your home. Amen. I tell you what, the power of worship, there is nothing like it. The second one is, I'm going to whiz through. We all worship something. Christian's looking at me. I got it. Can you give me five, five more minutes? Second one is, we all worship something. And in Romans 1.25, it says, They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. You know, right here, these men and women worshipped God, but had decided to take something else to worship. And the other interesting thing about the word traded is that it means that they couldn't have both. They had to give one up for the other. It's like, you know, when you trade, you can't say, well, I'm keeping both. You exchange it. You trade it for something else. Right. And here, either worshipping God or worshipping something else, but we can't worship both. We must trade one for the other because in its nature, worship is how we respond to the thing we value the absolute most. There can be nothing about that thing or equal to it. 
You know, what are the things you spend most of your time thinking about, focusing on, giving attention and your time and energy to? That's what we worship. And I want to ask you this question today. What are you worshiping? What are things in your world that are taking up a lot of space in your life? Identify those things. And sometimes we can be so focused on things, it's actually becoming an idol. We're worshiping it without even knowing it. It can happen so quickly. You know, like in life, it can be, it can be sport. It can be shopping. It can, actually, it can be shopping. I had a girlfriend, true story, she was addicted to shopping. She actually worshipped shopping. She, her house, her wardrobe was full of clothes, full of shoes, always, always is. That's what she focused on. She'd always be looking at magazines and the latest fashion. What you focus on draws your attention and becomes an obsession and an idol. It might be a rock star, a celebrity. I remember in, when I was in year seven, I loved Kylie Minogue. Sorry, I can't claim that to fame. That's actually uh, quite depressive that I actually was really honest about Kylie Minogue. But I loved Kylie Minogue back in the 80s. I had posters all over the wall. I idolized her. I worshipped her. Right? It could be money. It could be relationships. What are you focusing on? It might be something in your world. But I want to challenge you today. Put those things God intended us to enjoy things. I'm not saying don't enjoy those things, right? Enjoy your sport. Enjoy shopping. Enjoy relationships you're in. But don't worship them. Don't let them become an idol and take place of God being center of your world. Put it in there in its right place. Put God first. Put God number one. Put him where he deserves to be. Like the scripture said, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Enjoy your life. Enjoy everything that he's given to you to enjoy. Enjoy those things, but put God center. Put him in your vision and let everything work and evolve around that. Amen. In Luke 4, it says, Jesus answered, it is written, uh, written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The last one in closing, make time. Make time in your everyday life, in the busyness of your life. Make time for him. Make time to worship him. You know what? The TV is going to be always calling to watch it. The internet, your phone, your iPad, is going to be screaming for your attention 24-7. Your friends are always going to hang out. Your sporting team's always going to rely on you. There's always housework. There's always things that are going to sweep us away in the busyness of life and get us distracted. But we can reduce a huge God to a hobby. Sometimes we just do it and pay attention to Him when we just need Him. Like a lucky rabbit's foot. Oh, right, I'm going through something. God, I just need you. I'm good now. Don't put God in that place of a hobby. Put him in his rightful place. And I tell you, as you do, everything will work so much better in harmony. We'll have more rhythm. You'll get more of a, a balance, a more zest for what you're doing. Amen. Put him forefront. Put him center. Everything else should hinge on and flow out of Him being first in our lives. And let me read this quote to you. I love this. True worship, this sums up what I preached on today. True worship is a whole 
life response to how great you know God can be. It should be with everything we have, everything we are, and everything we do. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet? John 4, 23 to 24. I want this to be the cry of your heart just in the last, hey, I've done good, just in the last two minutes before we go out and get our kids, go and have a coffee. I want this scripture to be the cry of your heart right now. God might be speaking to you. There might have been something that I said that has taken place. It's become something you've been worshipping, something that's become an idol in your life. And God has just become like a hobby. He's just on the back burner and you bring Him in when you need Him. But I feel like that's a word for some of you today and even young people. I feel like that's a word for you today. If I can say this, don't let God be on the back burner. Don't let God just be this boring old person. He is alive. He is real. And I tell you what, He will get you through the hardest days of your life, which are your teenage years. Come on, He will. Not say the hardest, but one of the hardest. Let me read this scripture. And then I, would, I just want to spend a couple of minutes just singing that beautiful song, Hope Remains, before we go today. Let's create a place. Open your hearts in worship. Let Him unlock something in your world today. Let Him give you a fresh revelation of Him, a fresh revelation of who He is in His rightful place. Get a fresh revelation. And let's usher in the presence of God. God is here. He's already here. But what it takes is an act for you to engage and open yourself up. Let me read this. But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here and now. When the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Father is looking for those who will worship Him that way. For God is spirit. So those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Why don't you close your eyes right now? I tell you what, I can feel God in this place. Church, the cry of my heart, the cry of our heart is for you to flourish. The cry of our heart every week, why we do church, is to see you have breakthrough. The cry of our heart is to see you be free. The cry of our heart is to see you fly, to live a joyous life, an abundant life. Let's open our hearts up here today. Let God fill your every being. Let Him be the number one thing that you worship and everything else will fall in its place. God, I thank you right now. Why don't you just open up your hearts, however that is. However that is, just let the presence of God come into this place. Young people, I just want to encourage you, just close your eyes right now. God is here. 
God is here. He loves you. God is here. Let the presence of God fill your every being right now. Let Him speak to you. Let Him love on you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place today. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. You know what, before we just sing this song one last time, I don't want to miss this opportunity. Can I just ask everyone to close their eyes, bow their heads, no one looking around. This is a sacred moment, a sacred place. I just want to ask and invite, if your heart is beating on the inside, you know that God isn't in His rightful place in your world. You've let things slip. You've let things slide. I want to give you the opportunity right now to say, God, I ask you back into my world. Center, front, forefront in my world. I want to give you that opportunity right now. Or it might be you've never actually asked Him into your world. And I want to give you that opportunity to pray that prayer and say, God, I ask you into my life. I ask you into my world to be my Lord and my Saviour. It is the greatest thing you will ever do. We can rush this moment, but I tell you what, it is the most important moment. Thank you, Lord. If that is you this morning, if that is you this morning, you say, Melissa, I just want to respond. I just want to give God my whole heart, my whole being, afresh again today. Put God back in His rightful place in my world. I want you to just lift your hand right now and I want to pray for you. Just lift your hands high. No one's looking around. And I want to pray with you. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. That is awesome. Is there anybody else here this morning? You're saying, God, I just call you back afresh into my life today. Today. I rededicate my life. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you, Lord. else. Don't miss this moment. Don't miss this moment. Thank you, Lord. Or you're saying, Melissa, I want to just ask God into my life for the very first time. If you've never prayed that prayer, I want to encourage you to do that right now. If that's you, why don't you lift your hand and I want to pray with you. I'd be honoured to do that. Just in that place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If that was you that just lifted your hand, can you just lift your hand again? No one's looking around. I just want to pray with you right now. Can you lift your hands to heaven right now? If you just raised your hand, saying, God, I just call you afresh into my life again. I want to pray with you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Why don't we all pray this prayer? Father God, I just ask you afresh into my life again today. I ask you to be my Lord and my Saviour. God, I call you back into your rightful place. Cleanse me from all my sin, all my wrongdoings. And God, fill me with your peace, Lord, and your joy and your love. God, I just thank you right now for those people that just responded. Lord, touch their lives right now. 
God touch their hearts. Just seal that commitment right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Why don't we give God a hand? Come on. Why don't we just... Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.